Welcome to the People Purpose Podcast, the show that explores all of the ins and outs, challenges and opportunities, HR, people managers, and all people face at work every day. I am one of your co-hosts, Chaz Fields. Julie, why are you half smiling? <laughs> I don't know, because I always <laughs> anticipate that you're going to say something funny. And then I think that, oh, gosh, I have to come up with something funny to say back. And what if I can't think of it? Their Do not folks, smile. Their folks was a glimpse into my head. Uh, my name oh, is that's Julie a Devlin. Book. Yes, I know. My name is Julie Devlin, and I am your other co-host on the People Herbers podcast. Which you would know if you listen to our podcast, which so many of you do, and we appreciate that. That's, so That's right. That's right. So before we get started, hey, go throw us a like, a listen, a follow, um, and make sure to review it. Uh, we're not afraid to ask for that. That's okay. Um, so Julie, as we always start every show, tell me something good. Uh, something good, Chaz, is that I was in 80 degree weather today. Um, and you know, yeah, yeah, I know. And, uh, that, that is definitely my something good. I think a little vitamin D, um, is is good, is definitely good every once in a while. Now, um, tomorrow, uh, I'll be in eight degree weather for some of the day and then I'll be in 10 degree weather. So I'm going from one extreme to the next, but you know, that's the life we live. You know what? It is the life that we live. I will say that my something good is our advisory team is all in the same place here in said 80 degree weather down in Florida. Mm -hmm. And I was the last one to arrive because of some weather going on in Dallas right now. But it was phenomenal phenomenal to meet one of the team members that I've never met in person, Cecily, shout out to her. Oh yeah. Um, and then, you know, getting to see the rest of our team is always uh, something that fills my heart with joy. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's, it's, always but we're, good. Not staying, it's we're not staying good to at the see same you. hotel. We're not staying at the same hotel. And that's part of the reason also why if you're watching this on YouTube, my, uh, <laughs> my camera isn't the greatest because Hey, I didn't bring my camera. Um, so I'm using my laptop camera. So this is what you're getting from us folks, but uh, you know, you wouldn't have it any other different any other way. Right. <laughs> it's late by the way. We're recording this late. very late. We are and recording we this very pasta. late. And we just had pasta. But, but so. Chaz, I'm the night owl. So I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be stumbling over my words. Right. No, 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 no you shouldn't. So. You might fall asleep when we're recording this. <laughs> like two hours ago. So, yeah. all right, here's the deal. As we do in every show, before we start, I'm going to give you the lovely business stat of the day. Uh, here's what's interesting. So according to StarMind, I have no idea where this came from, but StarMind, what's <laughs> their stores? According to our findings on lost productivity, talking about StarMind, in the workplace, a typical organization employing 4,000 office workers is currently losing 740,500 hours a year. Wow. First thoughts? That's a lot of hours, right? I mean, lost productivity, lost productivity is an absolute thing, especially mm -hmm. when we talk about the office, because think about if, you know, if, for those of you listening, if you work in an office, how many mm -hmm. actual hours a day do you do real work? You remember office space? Um, when yeah. they ask the question, I do about, you know, Bob, Bob, right, I do right, about right. 15 minutes of actual work. Oh, what did he say? A day or a week? I think he said a week. A week. I think that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. 
Um, so, you know, I mean, I, I, that doesn't surprise me because there's so many different distractions that happen in an office environment, but you can take that on the flip side and say, well, there's a ton of, uh, distractions now that happen in a remote environment too. Um, so I don't know. It doesn't really surprise me. What do you think? That's, that's 185 hours per employee a year that you're losing. You just did just, this math on yeah, your phone. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, okay. And, and because I, I, you know, I'm thinking about of a bunch of uh, analysis that we could do to break this down. But I, I, first off, I question what's going on in that workplace well, to be losing that much. You know, are you not running lean? Are you, you know, are you overstaffed? Are you, you know, some of the things that we're getting ready to talk about today, um, which is probably a great segue, but that is... 185 hours a year. I just want whoever's listening to think about your hourly rate and think about how much a company is paying you for unproductive hours or unproductive work time. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a big budget item, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it really is a good segue into what we're, what we're going to talk about today. Um, you know, and, and today, uh, we're going to talk about a topic that's sort of near and dear to my heart because a lot of it is, let's just say a lot of it's, about me, right? Um, you know, when I first uh, started working at UKG, um, you know, one of the things that I did was I, I talked a lot about some of the things that I wish I would have done differently when I was a practitioner, an HR practitioner. Um, and, you know, I, I call this the cost of doing nothing in HR, because so many of the things that I wish that uh, could have been different weren't because of the things that I did, but because of the things I didn't do. And I wasn't really able to reflect on those things until I was out of the uh, practitioner role. So yes, folks, today we are talking about the cost of doing nothing in HR. Um, and, you know, I, I look back at my, my many, many years as a practitioner and I think, I, you know, I made a lot of blunders and, you know, over the years, I think that, um, I, I turned an autopilot in a way and I, I think I felt like I could do my job in my sleep, right? I didn't have to innovate anymore. I could just keep, keep going. Right. So, uh, you know, while this, I guess it was a good thing, right? In hindsight, it probably wasn't best for the business. And we've talked about some of this before, you know, because innovative solutions were really passing me by. And I think that in HR, sometimes we keep processes the same because that's what we're comfortable with doing. And keeping processes the same uh, for so long were, were definitely among some of my biggest regrets. And as I think back again, you know, so many of the things that, that I did or didn't do is what I, what I wish I would have done differently. And, you know, I mean, what, I, what I'd love to do today, Chaz, to, is to chat with you. And I'd love to give you just three different examples of things that I could have done differently, that I should have done differently. And with the hopes, Chaz, that the people listening, the folks listening, um, won't make the same kind of mistakes or not take the same kind of inaction that I had. What do you think about that? I, I think it's great. So I feel like I, I need you to like lay down on the chaise, right? Or on the on the thing that you would see in the therapist's office and like, oh, <laughs> tell me what's on your mind, right? The other, the other piece of this too is I would say, you know, as we planned for this episode, yes, you're talking about it from HR's experience, but some of the things 
apply to every area of the business and some of the themes. So that's where I'm hoping to help capture here. And I think it's really special. And I love that I've seen this talk before. I've heard you give it. And there is a lot of wisdom that comes from this, (laughs) things that I've learned from you. So you know what, Julie, today is about you. Let's do it. I'm Today's excited. about me. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yes. It's always about you. It's always about you. So, um, yeah, let's, let's just jump right in. Joyce. Yeah, I mean, think what, about, think, for those of you listening, think about the methods and the things that you're doing these days, right? Are you on autopilot too, right? Are you asking for the tools that you need to get your job done in HR? And I think the answer for many of us probably is, eh, I could probably use a few more tools or maybe you can use an upgrade in the tools that you're using. So I think one of the biggest costs of inaction um, that I recall uh, was probably employee engagement, but I would go further and say it was employee disengagement, right? So, you know, for so long, we lived in this era of choice when it came to employment. And for HR professionals, it was really, really important to keep employee engaged, employees engaged. It's still important, obviously, to keep employees engaged. But if we think about what has gone on over the past several years um, (laughs) in terms of the disruptions, et cetera. You know, the day-to-day experiences that we're offering our employees become, it becomes way, way more important in the grand scheme of things. You know, having happy employees, motivated employees, companies or employees that are inspired by company culture or Mm -hmm. by your HR practices, you know, that Mm -hmm. becomes paramount. And if you say to yourself, well, yes, my employees are absolutely engaged and, you know, uh, I'm doing everything right. You know, I would challenge you to, to ask yourself, how do you know that? Because sometimes we don't simply ask questions to get a pulse of the culture at our organization. We think we have a clear picture, but we don't really have that clear picture because we're not having actual conversations. So, I think that one of the things that I I wish I would have done differently when we talk about the cost of doing nothing is I would have been armed with more accurate and timely data to provide me with the ability to make improvements to really advance employee engagement and move the business forward. Because Chaz, and I've said this before, we spend a lot of time in HR assuring engagement rather than improving engagement. Right. We can't snap our fingers and say, employees are engaged, I'm done. It's a never-ending process. I did a lot yeah. of time. Sorry. No, no. I think there's there's a couple of key things that I draw from that, right? So, so the first one is you know having conversations, and 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 when I go in to talk to businesses it, it, on a frequent basis, I I always ask, well, how many of you have have had the conversation with your employees? And I know I've said this before, but some of the greatest ideas for your business come from the people who are actually doing the work. And I know that's shocking, right? I know that's so (laughs) shocking, but you have some brilliant minds or people who might be able to make an adjustment, even a minor adjustment in what they're doing that makes them more effective, more productive, and thus more engaged because they're enjoying it. The other, the other thing that, that I, uh, I heard you say is, is the reporting aspect. Okay, great. Like reports are amazing and you have, you know, analytical capabilities, that also means that managers need to know how to utilize them and understand them right. because as the conversation, which we hope typically flows from the bottom to the top, it's equally as important from the top to the bottom and finding that sweet spot in the middle. 
right? And I think that's where the when when you say engagement, that's where it comes from. Is you're on a level playing field, if you will. It's not about title. It's not about position. It's we're coming together using the tools that have been provided, but also having the conversation. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. But uh, I mean, the other question is if you're not having the conversations, and if your managers aren't talking to their employees and having those one-on-one chats to find out the pulse of the level of engagement, why? Ask yourselves why. And the cost of doing nothing there is very, very great. I mean, so many of the businesses that I talk to, the folks, the HR people, the recruiters, they're hiring still, even Mm -hmm. in this environment. And, you know, if we don't work on actively uh, making sure that our employee experience is a good one, then we're going to only exacerbate that problem of needing to hire more people (laughs) because because we'll lose the good people. And that's obviously what we're trying to avoid doing. So, so yeah, so this whole concept of employee disengagement, that's, that's one cost of doing nothing. I think another cost of doing nothing, Chaz, um, (laughs) and uh, gosh, I I hate to even say this because it's a little bit embarrassing um, considering, you know, I, we work for an awesome HR tech company, but one of my biggest uh, regrets is the HR errors that I made because of the processes being so manual. Because, like, for a long time, <laughs> you gotta time, give us more. You gotta give okay, us more. Okay, okay. So for a long time, you know, I did. A, I had a paper onboarding process, and that was just horrible. I mean, think of all the opportunities for mistakes that that are, are there, right? So. Right. There, there were mistakes made a lot on W-4s and I-9s and state tax forms. And sometimes, you know, when I had people fill out these forms, again, this is before the implementation and everything. Um, I, I, I Sometimes there was a social security number that was off or an address wrong due to poor penmanship. And, you know, think about the, the when it comes down to tax time, you're sending a W-2 and the W-2 goes to the wrong address or it gets returned to sender or something like that. Now, I recognize that things are more electronic these days, right? But just bear with me because even electronic, um, you know, if somebody you're, if you're entering that data yourself, you know, you could possibly have an error, right? So, you know, it's, I, it's yeah, you understand. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I, I'm not perfect when it comes to typing a, a message in Teams. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine plugging in someone's salary information and hoping that I don't add an extra zero. Man, wouldn't yeah. that be nice? Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> I, I wish that I wish that I had an HCM system at the time that, you know, had the capability to do the onboarding, uh, all the paperwork, uh, and have that feed seamlessly right from the applicant process, uh, right Right. to the, you know, to the, uh, to the day one of employment. So I think, you know, my, my inaction in not moving forward sooner with, uh, making a change, uh, technologically speaking, you know, that costs money, it costs stress, it costs time. And, you know, it it also, we've done a lot of studies, Chaz, um, that, you know, with inaccurate paychecks, people yeah. leave if they have just two, right? It wasn't right. two, is that what we found? Yeah. So, so, so the first one, it's 40%, they'll consider leaving. Mm-hmm. And the number jumps to like 85% if it's wrong the second time. And, and, and I'm ballparking the numbers. I don't remember the stat off the top of my head. I mean, it is after my bedtime down here in yeah. Florida. <laughs> Um, and then, and then the third time you might as well kiss that employee goodbye. Right. So, 
that's a that's a lot of responsibility for a multitude of people. You know, that's mm-hmm. a lot of responsibility. Even if you have great technology, there are still people that need to operate said great technology. And and when I think about, I, look, I've been in that situation where a paycheck's been wrong. Um, not here, but I've mm-hmm. been in that situation in a past job where the paycheck's been wrong. And I was furious. Yeah. I, 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 it was one time, but I was I was mad. You right. Know? And what was it, 10 cents too? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pretty, I'm pretty frugal, right? So I, know. You know, I, I think about it, and and I couldn't imagine having it a second time. But after that first time, I'm like, what is what is going on? Because then they have to go audit, and it takes some time, and they have to track down the information, and then all of a sudden, oh yes, we made an error. Okay, great. How long is it going to take take for the check to be reissued? Oh, okay, so it's going to take another day. It's going to, and then banking hall. I mean, you see how it adds up. Right. Yeah. Like you see how it adds up. And I'm like, does the company even care? Like, right. And, 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 you know, we don't, we don't often think of it in terms of this is because of inaction. We don't think of it. it we don't think of it like that. We think, oh, no. you know, it's just a mistake. No, this is because of the processes, right? right? These errors were like, our goal is to find ways to make sure that our processes are in place in a way that it's not going to be conducive to errors. Right. Which go ahead. No. Did you, do you feel like you were just on autopilot because you were so stuck in your ways? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, (laughs) I feel like every day brought new challenges and I feel like this is, and I, and I had to deal with those challenges. So whenever yeah. I would take a more forward thinking mentality, something would set me back because I'd have to deal with that problem during, you see what I'm saying? Like during right. that time, like it was like, yeah. I, 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 yeah, it's, it's, so the only way I can compare this, and this is just my ADHD running rampant right now is it's kind of like when I go do yard work. You know, okay. I go out, I go out and I mow the yard and then yeah. I see something else and then I see something else and then I see something else. But it was stuff that I had seen before that I mm-hmm. should have done. Like I should have pulled the weeds or I should have sprayed, you know, I should have sprayed weed killer or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And it's not like I didn't see it the week before it was, well, the yard needs mowed and it just, it stacks up. But that's what I had to deal with at that point in time before my HOA yelled at me. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And and that's, that's actually a really good point. It's because of compounding, right? Just sort of stack, stacking up. And I mean, there's a lot of things in life that we can compare that to, I guess, but it's, it's the truth. So, you know, the autopilot was because this is the way it's been done. This is what I know. And gosh, we're not going to go into it, but it was resistance to change. It was the fear of change, but it wasn't conscious, you know, because because I wasn't thinking of it in those terms, which is exactly why I, I think that having these conversations is, is important because I don't want HR and business folks to make the same kind of mistakes that I made because it's just like, it's like, learn from me, right? Like, don't, don't do what I did. Um, but not, not saying that my whole life was a mistake, of course, like <laughs> on my job or anything, I did a pretty darn good job, Chaz. But, you know, the, again, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Um, mm-hmm. So coming out of it and having that umbrella view of, wow, I wish I would have done this, 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 and this, and then maybe this. 
Well, what I would say, the point that I take from what you just described is mm -hmm. take a take a step back. For those of you listening, take a step back and reflect on number one: does the process need to be changed, mm -hmm. right? Or am I am I stuck, right? Just ask yourself: am I stuck? And I think I think that's going to open up the the thought process because as things compound you're more likely to get stuck in my opinion. Right. Yeah. So, so you have to take the time to recognize if you're stuck, where you're stuck and then make that change. And and we can go into a whole fear and resistance change model another time. Um, you know, maybe that's behind the cost of doing nothing and change management in the near future. Right. But I, I, I appreciate you, you talking through this because yeah. the compounding issues may never go away. Right. Exactly. So how do you They're only going to exacerbate. They're only going to get worse. Right. They're going to compound. Right. You know, mm -hmm. I think, you know, that sort of <laughs> that sort of segues into the next thing that I wanted to discuss. Um, it's wasted time. I, you know, my favorite one of my favorite movies of all time, Chaz, is Willy Wonka, the original Willy Wonka. By oh, yeah. yeah. Um, in that movie, yeah. he uh, Willy Wonka takes a clock and he takes it and he throws it into like a pot of boiling water. He goes, time is a valuable thing. Never waste it. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like I, I wasted a lot of time with duplicate work, uh, with manual data entry, time at the copier when I was using paper forms, right? Forgetting things, fixing errors, um, using even with tech, right? Using systems that didn't sync together in, in the right way. Um, this is, these are all things that I think that, um, we just kind of accept that, oh, yep, there it is again. It's not working again. Right. What if mm -hmm. we did something about it? <laughs> what if, if I did something about it, <laughs> you know, right. it could have made my life a little bit easier. Yeah, I, I agree with you in that regard. And mind you, this is also coming from your perspective of an HR department of one. Right. Well, and no. Well, no. At the, at the, no. At the beginning. At the beginning. Yeah. At the beginning of my career I was an HR department of one, but I turned into an HR department of four. So that makes it even more uh, interesting, right? The cost of doing nothing. <laughs> right. Right. I, I, I. When I. When I look at that too, you're now employing four people or three people, including you. And going back to the original stat we talked about, how many wasted hours and and people would say, well, I'm working and you're doing duplicate work or manual entry. Yeah. Manual entry may be part of the job, but duplicate work should never be part of the job. Oh, right. I know. And oh my gosh, I've talked to so many companies that have duplicate work. You know, Chaz, we help with process mapping and looking at those processes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I get PTSD because I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I did that duplicate too. Right. But so yeah, that's the other thing. If, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh yeah, I, I do have that and that and that, you're not alone. You're, you're right. just not alone. And, and this is in no way, you know, a, a dig on anybody. Um, but yeah, I would say call us if you're stuck in the duplicate work. We can <laughs> walk you through real quick. I just went one uh, went through on with a large hospital, mm -hmm. and I you know it was pretty wild to see. And oh, I didn't realize you were doing that too. And in the amount of times that I heard that in that meeting was, I mean, it'd make you cringe, right? Right. Well, that goes it, into the whole. Co it's another conversation about silos. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was interesting. removing so, silos at work. Yeah, like what? What is? Does the left hand know what the right hand is doing? And right. Sometimes no. Right, and and that's what's crazy. And and what I would, what I what I hear overall that if, if I were to take something away from this conversation, Julie, 
is you have to be willing to change, right? Like at at the source of this, you have to be willing to change. And even though it took you a long career in HR and then, you know, you and I sitting down and having discussions about this. And we've had countless hours of discussions where I would say, Ooh, tell me more about that. And you come and you tell me and you'd be like, yeah, what, what about this? And we have these discussions and there is so much value and just taking the time to think through what you're currently doing. And even if you don't know how to make it better, there are ways that you can be more efficient and more effective. And it's stories like you've shared today that are going to make that difference, I think, for others. Oh, thank you, Chaz. Well, well, I, you know, so. yeah, I like res- you most of the time. Oh, thanks, Chaz. Resist your resistance to change. Right? I think that's that's important. Um, you know, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, we, we stay on that autopilot because it's comfortable, but sometimes getting out of our comfort zone is, is where, where the magic happens. <laughs> um, yeah. What were you you say? know what I realized? You just said autopilot again, which by the way, if I've, I've been in, um, you know, the, the back room of an operation center for a really large global airline. And even though this is an interesting fact, something that relates is that okay. even though the plane may be on autopilot, the pilot is responsible to respond to the messages being sent to the plane within 90 seconds or less. And it's constant. You're, you could be on a, a two hour flight, a 10 minute flight. Like if you're on a court, like large airline and every 90 seconds, one of the two pilots always has to respond. And I think when you look at what you've just described today, they're responding to something to avoid some sort of issue and let people know they're working towards the right direction and they can't be afraid to change of the elements, right? They can't resist that. So I just, I don't know why that popped into my brain, but I was like, That's a mic drop, Chaz. That's that's a mic drop. I love it. My job here is done. (laughs) What what, what more is there to say, right? I mean, that's, no, that's a, that's a great analogy. Um, Probably going to steal that. Just letting you know. So Um, anytime I'm here for you. I'm just kidding. No, that that is a really good analogy. That's, that's, that makes a lot of sense. And I think, yeah, if there's anything you could take away, Hey, what did you find your purpose in today? (laughs) I, I, I would say if there's anything that I could find my purpose in today is find a good mentor who does things differently within mm-hmm. your workplace or find some, find one of your peers and maybe another business or a completely different, you know, sector and, and just share ideas because you and I, Julie, we get to share ideas all the time. It's our job to share mm-hmm. ideas and we work in this space. And I think that would be really, really helpful to our listeners. And, you know, of course, tune into the people purpose podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What'd you find into your purpose? What'd you find your purpose? In? Yeah. Um, I think, <laughs> turn off, turn off autopilot, but check in every 90 seconds. Um, you know, but I know, I, I think, uh, you know, just ask for what you need, really ask right. for the, ask for the tools that you need, uh, especially when it comes to HR software. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely important and, um, doing something is not always the best option, but doing nothing is very rarely the best option. So just, 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 just letting you know. Um, and you know, remember that you're not alone. Um, there's a lot of HR and other business folks who are just, you know, trying to figure it all out too. And 
Chaz and I are here to help you should you need that help. So uh, I'll close this out. A few reminders before we go. Don't forget to like, subscribe, use the hashtag PeoplePurposePod on social media sites. Also, be sure to check out the latest blogs and research from the Workforce Institute at UKG by visiting workforceinstitute.org. That is all, my friends. Um, Can I go to bed now? Can I go to bed now? (laughs) No, we're going to record three more podcasts. You didn't know that, but that's that's your surprise. Because, Chaz, we don't want nothing. This whole episode was about the cost of doing nothing. We want to do something. I'm just kidding. That's right. That's right. Hey, everybody. Thanks Thanks for listening, y'all. Cheers. Take care. 